Now with the new frozen Kraft Mac and Cheese meals, I can give them a complete meal that they'll eat completely. That's right. No more broccoli battles. Just clean plates and big smiles. So, moms, it's time for our victory dance. Whoop, to the sprinkler. Uh-huh. Now, Shimmy. Mom, what are you doing? I'm doing that. You ate your whole dinner dance. Woo, that's right. Craft mac and cheese meals. So good, it's gone. Find it in the frozen aisle. This is Kelly Clarkson. If you love awesome music, then you also have a soft spot for TV's number one singing competition, The Voice. This season, it'll be bigger and better than ever with Adam Blake, Jennifer Hudson, and the reigning champ, moi. I've won The Voice six times. There is life beyond Blake. I want to be a cowboy. I can do all that too. Your turn, Blake. <laughs> Watch Team Kelly on The Voice. Not to brag, but I am the returning champ. Followed by the premiere of Manifest, tonight on NBC. Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Sex Wrap. You're wrapping here with Spring and Andrew, and today we have some super exciting news for you all. Yeah, so uh, we are going to be moving to uh, a weekly schedule where every Wednesday we're going to be releasing a new episode talking with you about your questions about sex, love, relationships, and pretty much anything else that you want to talk to us about. Yeah, and we've been bi-weekly for about a year now, I think, and so this is us stepping up our game a little to make sure that you get to hear from us every week, and we're super excited about it. And hopefully we'll hear from you every week as well. Yeah. we love your questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so today uh, we are going to be talking about a topic that comes up pretty frequently. And we have a whole bunch of questions about it. Um, and it's, what is wrong with slut shaming? Mm. I'm so excited to talk about slut shaming today. It's one of those things that I'm also excited to talk about, but it's also one of the things that whenever it comes up, I get, I mean, I've gotten quite aggressive, caustic, you know, like I approach people in public when they do it in front of me, I'm like, hold up. I have a lot of hold up moments in my life when something around me goes a little bit awry, awkward, poorly, and someone ends up saying something terrible and I, I have to correct them. And slut shaming is one of those times where I have to correct them. Um, oh my God, today I saw this really awesome video. Um, so uh, we'll have to include it as a link for, for uh, the show. Um, but there was a, a black woman who was walking down the street and an interviewer stopped her and called her essentially a slut. And she totally turned it around on him. And it was awesome. Yeah. I did, I did I, a terrible job of describing it. I watched this video because Andrew sent it to me in his excitement and it was pretty amazing i think the video is viral already so probably a lot of people have already seen it but yeah we'll include it in the show notes and it is great to see people um reclaiming the word slut and to also have that uh power and that agency to be able to talk about why they think that it's a problem and why that word is problematic to call someone that and the power that that woman shows in that video is uh impressive 
and she's wearing uh pink uh sequins and like she looks awesome too while she's doing it oh yeah i mean i mainly like the video because of the pink sequins to be honest (laughs) so spring you've mentioned agency in a couple of our shows um what do you mean whenever you say agency for especially for you know our listeners who might not be used to that word so um what i mean by agency is kind of the ability to kind of communicate and negotiate. Um, I'm often talking about sexual agency specifically, which is um, the ability to communicate and negotiate about sexuality and also having empathy for your partner's wants and needs. And the reason that um, it's agency instead of self-efficacy, a lot of times in health we talk about self-efficacy of a certain quality and self-efficacy is kind of your own ability to do something like you have the knowledge and the skills uh, to be able to actually complete some activity but agency is different because it's involving another person so you have to have kind of these knowledge and skills but you also have to have this ability to communicate and negotiate when uh, there's another person involved and so when I'm talking about sexual agency it's this ability to have that conversation with someone and so you you have that own confidence within yourself but then you have um this ability to communicate it back and uh have a discussion about it as well so yeah whenever i talk about agency for me it's uh the the example i use is i want to use a condom my partner is not sure about they not sure if they want to use a condom so i know how to use it i know how to put it on And then I also have to be able to have that conversation and feel confident enough to talk to this other person about my needs and have them understand why it's important and then make sure that it happens at the end. So it's kind of pulling together. I know how to do the thing and I know how to communicate about whatever the thing is and I can be successful in both of those. Yeah. And so uh, agency is uh, and sexual agency is a skill that kind of takes a while to develop oftentimes and to really it needs practice and you need to uh, keep working at it and so to see great examples especially of young people really showing that agency is really exciting it's awesome (laughs) Um, but I think before we can talk about what's wrong with slut shaming we should probably talk a little bit about what it is and what it looks like Mm -hmm. so what's a good example of slut shaming in your opinion I mean, I think for me, the the place where it comes up most frequently is blaming women for things that other people do to them. Like if someone takes a photo that you share with them and then they say, well, why did she send it all in the first place? You know, why is she doing that? Or um, if there's a woman who likes to have sex and she talks about liking sex, like people slut shame her there as well. So, I mean, th- th- those are some example there's a million of them. My problem right now is like in my head, I have a hundred different things coming up, but those are the kind of things that come up first um in rape culture um when if a woman comes forward and says that she's been sexually assaulted or raped someone says well what was she wearing right like blaming what she was wearing on the events that occurred to her that she did not ask for that she did not want so So a lot of bleed so the slut shaming is criticizing someone usually women but criticizing someone for something related to sexuality. So usually uh, kind of if someone's talking openly about sexuality or if they're wearing something that is considered overly sexual, uh, those would be kind of instances where the criticizing happening, we would 
call it slut shaming when it's related to sex in that way. Um, Another way for us to look at is uh, if like the way that we treat men and women differently about sex, mm -hmm. like if a man has multiple sexual partners, most of the time people like, that's great. You're awesome. Congratulations. And if a woman does the same thing, people shame her and her sexuality surrounding it. So she's slut shamed for doing the exact same thing that a man would do. Right. And if you think about like, any slang term that would be used typically for a male that's having a lot of sex, you might think like what baller or like uh, um, a player. player. Like these terms don't have real overly negative connotations, though. Uh, but then when you think about terms that are used for a woman that's having a lot of sex, uh, slut is the first one that comes to mind, and that does have a very strong negative connotation in our society. Women don't even have to be having sex to be slut shamed, and it kind of paints them into this little tiny box. No, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> damned if they do, damned if they don't. It's kind of this: no matter what women do sexually, they're punished for it. If they like sex, they're punished for it. If they don't like sex, they're punished for it and called a prude. And slut shaming is part of this whole really trying to control women and women's sexuality. So what's wrong with slut-shaming? What are kind of some of the effects of slut-shaming? So there's a whole bunch of research about it. When we when we look at adolescent young women, um, girls, uh, it's actually one of the top causes of suicide for young women where they're constantly and relentlessly, relentlessly harassed um, for something that may or may not be true and probably isn't anyone else's business anyway, but it's a cause of suicide. Um, we know that women who are slut shamed in their youth are more likely to be victims of sexual assault uh, because people will say, well, she wanted it anyway. She's a slut. Right. So it kind of dehumanizes someone. It's this dehumanizing sort of effect that happens. Um, we've talked about rape culture and toxic masculinity a couple times in our show over the last year. Um, and, and it's kind of one of these excuses that rape culture makes that kind of they, they try to make rape. OK, um, like, well, why did she drink so much? Why was she walking alone? Why was she wearing a short skirt? Why was she wearing a revealing top? Um, and all of those things kind of lead to this negative, stigmatized space that women and their sexuality have to uh, exist in. Yeah. We don't and, have to. We can change it. Yeah. And I think that, so we're thinking about these effects. And so, I mean, there's these really big effects, these things that you mentioned, um, people being bullied or cyberbullied and, uh, you know, some people uh, being depressed or not going out or uh, attempting or committing suicide. Um, but there's little, like, lesser effects that are also damaging. And it's these things how people feel that they have to change the way they're living their lives. And so not wearing... Uh, something that they want to wear on a really hot day, not wearing a skirt that's too short uh, by somebody else's standards because they're afraid of being slut-shamed or afraid of what somebody's going to say when they're walking down the street. And so, I mean, there's these um, effects that are less visible in a way that are kind of um, having people edit their expression of themselves and um, affecting kind of 
how they're dressing and how they're expressing their sexuality to peers, to partners, to potential partners? Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of questions and we're going to be talking about them in upcoming weeks about like, how can I be better at sex or how can I be less shy? And a lot of these questions come from women because they've been trained due to slut shaming that they're supposed to be shy and they're not supposed to ask for what they want. And they're not even necessarily supposed to enjoy intimacy and sex with other people. So when we start talking about slut shaming, it's a million little events that happen um, throughout women's lives that create you know, some of those big picture negatives, but like Spring just said, like editing who you are as a person to better fit that tiny box that I was talking about, that really small box where you you don't get to fully enjoy your body and partners and intimacy and expression. Um, and I think it's also really important for us to say that slut shaming, slut shaming comes from lots of different angles and perspectives, too. We have like institutionalized slut shaming where, you know, girls dresses have to be so long or so short. Well, never so short Um, or girls can't show their midriffs or anything like what would happen like if i if i was a teacher in a classroom like well boys can't wear under armor tops because their pecs are distracting for me like i i would be kicked out of my position at a school if i said something like that but that comes up constantly when we're talking about um institutional ways that uh women are slut shamed and and women slut shame each other all of the time too it's not just something that men do to women something that women do to women men do it to women the systems around us do it to women schools do it churches do it families do it laws i mean do it. law there's a ton of laws that right i mean it's pretty i can take my shirt off pretty much any i don't i do not <laughs> um, but i could and, and it's pretty much okay. Uh, if a sign says no shirts no shoes no service and i have two of those threes on two of the three done I'll be fine. But women are censored in, in their their ability to be comfortable or share their bodies in public spaces, too. And that's all part of this overall slut shaming and the huge problems that kind of come from it. I have a funny story. I'm, We're kind of dark I'm and heavy so now. Can glad. I tell my funny I'm story? I'm so glad you have a funny story because I think I was about to cry. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, so I, I love talking about sex with my students all the time. And they kind of push in and test me about words um and uh i think a couple years ago they're like dr porter you know what a thought is and i'm like yeah i'm a thought we're all thoughts right we should all be thoughts together and they started laughing like no no do you really know what it means i'm like it means that hoe over there um and they're like yeah the hoe over there and I'm like well i don't i don't think hoes are bad so for me thought is is a kind of funny word to say someone get, who gets what they want but the funny part of the story was um i took I was teaching this other class and I took my students on a field trip to a history Miami museum. Um, it is about as fun as what you think it is right now going <laughs> through your head. But they had all of these hoes, like the garden tools hanging from the <laughs> ceiling. So I have about a hundred selfies of my, that I, that I took with me with hoes, like over my head pointing to it, like thought. And I don't know. <laughs> so that was my funny thought story. I don't think that, I mean, you can call me a thought any day of the week or a slut or a hoe. I'm fine with all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um so there's a movement to reclaim the word slut and to empower women and uh specifically women around that word. And that video that we talked about earlier is really kind of getting to that mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Yeah, you should definitely watch it when you're done listening. <laughs> and I think that um I mean, that that movement hasn't kind of captured everybody yet. There's a lot of people that are still um, 
very uncomfortable kind of identifying as a slut, right? It still carries quite a lot of stigma in our society, that word. And so there is a movement to reclaim it and to empower women. And I I really like that. And I, I feel excited when I see, like in that video, someone identifying openly as a slut. And um, I have a couple of friends and I, we had, we all call each other slut openly and that's an affectionate term that we like to use and um when other people hear us though it can be very uncomfortable because there we will get looks or glares or people kind of uh not not understanding or uh reclaiming of that word and um so I think that it's important to start to have these conversations more openly about, you know, why we use specific words, what we mean by them, um, what we're trying to get across. Like if, if you see somebody and even just in your head, think the word slut, like why, why did you think that word? Like what, what is happening and what are you actually concerned about in that situation? Yeah. And if uh, you or your friends or anybody in my life does it where I can see them, I call them out on it pretty much immediately. Um, even something like catcalling, you know, I go directly up to the person, especially whenever I'm in campus and I'm like, do you realize what you just did? Um, and uh, I, I don't think shame overall is a very useful emotion. I don't think it gets us very far. But damn, public shaming somebody who's slut shaming someone else. I guess I'm feeding into a system of shame, but they deserve it. They deserve it. <laughs> or yeah. you stole our period, Spring. Our, you, you, do you, our, our period? Do you remember what our period was for today? I know what our period is. Yeah. Well, yeah. We were... What were we going to do for our period, Dr. Spring? We were going to ask people to reclaim it, right? Yeah, reclamation. Um, right. So, how do I reclaim it? Uh, sluts are awesome. Um, whenever I see someone who is vocal about getting what they want, and then they go and they get it in a positive way, I think it's awesome. Right? Like, if more people got what they want, we'd have a much happier kind of planet, um, happier kind of people. Instead of all of this ridiculous, my skirt has to be down below my knees, and I can't have sex until the third date. And if I wear a shirt like that, someone's going to call me a slut, and nobody will love me if I've slept with six people. Um, but as soon as you start reclaiming that term, lots of great things can happen. Um, I was at a conference recently um, and we were supposed to talk about the thing that stood out to us the most and mine. I just talked about sluts for a few minutes and it was all about sluts are awesome and then hashtag slut ever. Slut ever is my favorite word that you use. Uh, Whenever you text it to me, I get really happy. Um, I think it's a great word and I think that we should be promoting the use of that word specifically. <laughs> Yay! So I, so I guess our period can be like a hashtag slut ever, hashtag thought, hashtag slut. You're all awesome and we love you. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. She's nodding. Instead of saying yes, she's nodding her head. So Spring just nodded yes. Okay. So um, we would love to hear from you. Uh, feel free to talk to us all across any of our social media. You can send us questions or respond to our show. Um, you can find us at The Sex Wrap on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can call us on the phone if you want to leave us a message at 413-I-WRAP IT. Um, and you can send us an email uh, where the sex wrap at gmail.com. Uh, hope to hear from you soon. Thanks, everybody. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too af- blah, 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 blah.
Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe. Now with the new frozen Kraft Mac and Cheese Meals, I can give them a complete meal that they'll eat completely. That's right. No more broccoli battles. Just clean plates and big smiles. So moms, it's time for our victory dance. Woo-woo! Do the sprinkler. Uh-huh. Now shimmy. Mom, what are you doing? I'm doing that. You ate your whole dinner dance. Woo! That's right. Woo-woo! Kraft Mac and Cheese Meals. So good, it's gone. Find it in the frozen aisle.